Hello, and welcome to For the Journey, a podcast offering formation and inspiration to Christians longing for more of God in their lives and in the world. For the Journey is presented by Coracle, a ministry committed to inspiring and enabling people to be the presence of God in the brokenness of the world through spiritual formation for kingdom action. We want to help you grow deeper in your relationship with God so that you can go further into the world with God's loving, healing, redeeming power. For the Journey is a space where each week we hope to help you encounter God and live a more integrated life of faith in the world by offering a regular rhythm of reflections, guided spiritual practices, thoughtful conversations, and more. As we approach Thanksgiving in the United States, we wanted to share a Space for God devotional on gratitude offered by Margot Eyring, Coracle's spiritual direction coordinator. Margot guides us through both a powerful breath prayer exercise and a reflective reading of a well-known Bible story to help us explore how our practice of gratitude might be enhanced by starting with God's gratitude for us. Here's Margot. have a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil, that would be great. Um, it's an, um, but it's not necessary, but if you do, it will help you um, if, if you're uh, able to process that way. So today we're focusing on gratitude. And if you're like me, you've probably seen, read, listened to probably four or five different articles or presentations, invitations to practice gratitude in the past couple of weeks. And if you're like me, you might have actually put off practicing gratitude uh, in favor of learning more about the ways to do it. So this morning, uh, my hope is that we'll both um, learn a little bit, perhaps maybe a different lens for one practice of gratitude or two, and that we'll also be able to do some practicing ourselves. So I'd like to invite us to begin with a breath prayer. Um, Breath prayer to me is so uh, powerful and meaningful for a number of reasons. And one just goes right back to Genesis. God breathed the breath of life into this world and Jesus breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And I believe that as we breathe this life-giving breath into our bodies, it's one of the ways that we're closest to God's presence um, and there's a lot of positive uh, things that happen when we focus on our breath. It helps us slow down, pay attention to our senses, calms our nervous system, which then can allow us to appreciate and be thankful for what God is doing. Notice even what God might be doing. Um, so I have a prayer that I believe is taken from Julian of Norwich. And I'd like to begin the first step in this practice by just inviting you to write down the words or four short lines. And just that process of writing um, is a cross call crawl kind of thing in that it integrates different parts of your brain. So it's a very simple prayer. And the first, it has four lines. And the first line is in your love. So we're talking to God here in your love. The second line is, you have done your work. You have done your work. The third line is, in your love. 
reminding us again in your love. And the fourth line, you make all things beneficial to me. You make all things beneficial to me. I believe this is a, this prayer is an application of Romans 8, 28. Um, and it is a prayer of gratitude. So I'd like to invite us to pray this prayer together. I'll lead us through the prayer three times. And then I'll invite you to continue praying the prayer on your own with your breath for two minutes. And then we'll have a time for you to just reflect on anything that might have emerged through this time of prayer. So I invite you to sit up tall. If you can imagine lengthening your spine and making more space in this inner part of your body, I like to think of that as making more space for God. There's, there's more room to breathe. Breathe in, in your love. Breathe out. You have done your work. Breathe in, in your love. Breathe out. You make all things beneficial to me. Inhale in your love. Exhale. You have done your work. Inhale in your love. Exhale. You make all things beneficial to me. In your love. You have done your work. In your love. You make all things beneficial to me. I invite you to continue breathing this prayer and I will time about two minutes.
Amen. I invite you to take about a minute to notice any thoughts, words, memories, images, anything that's emerged for you from praying this prayer. And if you'd like to write it down for yourself or to note it in the chat, um, you're invited to do so. So just in silence, take a moment and notice anything that has emerged for you. So a few noticings from the chat um, that was short and sweet. The outdoors, autumn leaves and bird song. He's working when I cannot see. God is, God's work is motivated by his love. All things. I'd like to just point out a couple things about breath prayer. Um, one is that you always have it available to you. As long as you have breath of life, you have a breath prayer available that can go with you. Um, and God's presence is always with you in all things. Um, you can find breath prayers um, many places. Christine Walters Paintner has a lovely new book on breath prayers where she has a breath prayer for every occasion, just like uh, Brother Lawrence and um, Tish Warren Harrison, I think, with her new Liturgy of the Ordinary. Um, she has a prayer for any situation you can imagine, but you can always write your own. You can use a passage of scripture, a quote, an idea, or a phrase that comes to you just from noticing God's presence in the world. So I invite you, as you um, go about your week this week, to take a moment to stop and pray with your breath and notice God's presence within and without. So thank you for um, practicing with me in that prayer. And I have another practice, another practice that I'd like to invite us to. I'm going to read a familiar story. Um, and I think it demonstrates a practice of gratitude that isn't always named. Um, and it certainly wasn't mentioned in all the articles and uh, presentations I saw this week. So I want you to think um, before I start, just to think of at least one thing in your life for which you are grateful. Something that for which you would like to practice gratitude. And then listen to the story, a familiar story, but perhaps an, a different lens. It's a story from Luke, and it's a story that Jesus told his disciples. Once a man had two sons. 
the younger son said to his father, give me a share of the property. So the father divided his property between his two sons. Not long after that, the younger son packed up everything he owned and left for a foreign country where he wasted all his money in wild living. He spent everything when a bad famine came throughout that whole land and he soon had nothing to eat. He went to work for a man in, the in that country and the man sent him to take care of the pigs. He would have been glad to eat what the pigs were eating, but no one gave him a thing. Finally, he came to his senses and said, my father's workers have plenty to eat and here I am starving to death. I will go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against God in heaven and against you, and I'm no longer good enough to be called your son. Treat me like one of your workers. With resolve, the younger son got up and started back to his father. But when he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt sorry for him. He ran to his son and hugged and kissed him. And the son said, Father, I have sinned against God in heaven and against you. I'm no longer good enough to be called your son. But his father said to the servants, hurry and bring the best clothes and put them on him. Give him a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. Get the best calf and prepare it so we can eat and celebrate. This son of mine was dead, but now has come back to life. He was lost and has now been found. And they began to celebrate. The older son had been out in the field, but when he came near the house, he heard the music and dancing. So he called one of the servants over and asked, what's going on here? The servant answered, your brother has come home safe and sound, and your father ordered us to kill the best calf. The older brother got so angry that he would not even go into the house. His father came out and begged him to go in, but he said to his father, for years, I've worked for you like a slave and have always obeyed you, but you have never even given me a little goat so I could have a dinner for my friends. This other son of yours wasted your money on prostitutes, and now that he's come home, you ordered the best calf to be killed for a feast. His father replied, my son, my daughter, my child, you are always with me. And everything I have is yours. But we should be glad and celebrate. Your brother was dead, but he is now alive. He was lost and now has been found. So take a moment just to pay attention to your initial response to this story. So there isn't a right response or a wrong response, just your response in the moment. So take a moment to pay attention. You might want to note it down for yourself or put it in the chat. That's up to you. I believe this father's celebration was an expression of gratitude. It was an expression of gratitude for death that had been transformed to life. I think it was also an expression of gratitude for prayers that were answered. 
So I have a few thoughts about this celebration. If, as you think about celebration as an expression of gratitude, um, there are a few things that you might want to pay attention to. And at least these are the things I noticed. So when the father experienced the return of the son to his family, he immediately dropped everything and called for a celebration right then. And he didn't wait and plan like in a couple months, we're going to celebrate you coming back, you know, make sure that you're really here. Um, he called for a celebration right there. And I imagine that the son's return was an answer to prayer and that he was eagerly awaiting that answer. And he must have, that father also must have had an expectancy or hope that God would work because he was looking for his son. He noticed his son from a long way off. So he's paying attention to the possibility of the son's return, of the possibility of God's interaction in his life. And the father was willing to change his plans to celebrate and mark the restoration and reintegration of the son back into the family. So I, I just want to uh, mention that I think this shows that there are opportunities to celebrate, maybe when we even least expect them, but perhaps when we're hoping against hope that something might happen. Is there something you're praying for and would love to celebrate? The father was ready to celebrate. He had this heart. His heart was ready with compassion and joy and just gratitude. Um, so he had the inner uh, preparation, but he also had a willingness to use his resources to celebrate. Um, he knew what to do to make a celebration happen. He knew what a celebration looked like at his house, and he was able to use what he had on hand. Uh, we always have things on hand. Um, sometimes we might not notice them or think of them as, as something that we could use to celebrate with. Um, but perhaps we could think of um, celebration in a different way and see possibilities where we didn't know they were. He was also not bound by what was proper. Dignified fathers didn't run, but he ran to his son. And as we think about celebrating, perhaps we could go outside um, perhaps what normal do's and don'ts are of how we celebrate and come up with something that might be different and, and appropriate for the celebration that God is inviting us to. The cost of the celebration didn't seem to matter much to the father. He spared no expense. He got the best calf. He invited the whole household and there was not a mention in sight until the son later um, about the the other about the younger son's behaviors that had cost the money the family money prior, so he just focused on the celebration rather than what it cost. That celebration included rituals um, to mark the restoration and reintegration of the son that was being celebrated. There was a ring that was put on his finger that that perhaps was a um, sign of the membership in the family a robe that was put on. There was music and dancing. Those are things that we often think about in terms of celebration. Um, I have memories of um, dancing with a friend uh, around the laundry basket with her girls when they were young. And um, it was just a wonderful, meaningful time of celebrating the joy in her family and our relationship. 
The invitation to celebrate was inclusive. Both of the sons received an invitation and the whole household too. Regardless of their behavior or attitude, they were invited to celebrate. One son entered the party and allowed himself to be celebrated. Another son refused to celebrate the grace that his brother had received. So I have a few just reflection questions for you. As we think about the fact that all of us are invited to God's party, into a celebration of God's goodness and grace, perhaps every day, how does this lens of celebration and party sit with you as you think about gratitude in your life? What is your response to the idea that God wants to celebrate you? That God wants to create a celebration to reintegrate you and restore you into the family? What is your response to the idea that God wants to celebrate someone else that has done some stuff you don't approve of? That God wants to integrate and restore someone that you don't think is doing the right thing? Who or what in your life is calling for a celebration as an expression of gratitude, joy, thankfulness, and appreciation of God's grace? If you find yourself feeling enthusiastic about joining God's party, when does it start? Does it start now? You're going to wait till tomorrow? What about next week, next month? We don't have a lot of time. We don't know how long we have. Our Miss Kitty is dying today. We thought we'd have her for a lot longer. When does the party start? If you're moved to throw a party, what's your first step? And I'm reminded that not all of us will choose to go. Can you identify any obstacles you have to expressing gratitude for God's grace in your life? So I just invite you, if you have a response to any of these questions, um, to just either um, respond in the chat, or maybe we might even have time for one or two hands. I'm not sure if I can actually see them, but um, if you do have something that you'd like to um, bring to the group, I just, uh, yeah, invite you to do so. Just unmute yourself and share your response. Um, thank you for this this morning. For me, it was uh, what you brought. The word reorientation comes to mind, like in the mix and crush of everything else to pause along the lines of that you suggested and it just reorients me. Um, it reorients me to um, a deeper, a deeper reality that is really, really good. So thank you. Thank you, Bill. So I invite you to just join me in breathing the breath prayer one more time. Well, we'll breathe it three more times, but one more 
session of it. So I invite you to breathe in. In your love, breathe out. You have done your work. Breathe in, in your love, breathe out. You make all things beneficial to me. Inhale, in your love, exhale. You have done your work. Inhale, in your love, exhale. You make all things beneficial to me. In your love, you have done your work. In your love, you make all things beneficial to me. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to For the Journey. We hope you'll join us again next week. And in the meantime, you can explore past episodes and see what we're up to at inthecoracle.org and on social media at inthecoracle. If you were blessed by what you just heard, please subscribe as we'll be releasing new episodes each week. Please also feel free to rate and review the show and share this episode around with others who might be blessed by it. For the Journey is made possible by the generous support of our Coracle partners, the wonderful men and women who choose to support this ministry through their prayers and financial gifts. If you're one of our partners and are listening, we are so grateful for you. If you would like to join us as a sustaining partner, you can set up a monthly donation of any amount at inthecoracle.org support. The link is in the show notes. Our growing community of partners gets access to tailor-made resources, gifts, and events, and we would love for you to be a part of that. Our theme song is Mystery Hymn from our friends at Lowland Hum. Please give them a listen wherever you get your music. And so, friends, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen. And we will see you on the journey. Hallelujah.